Hello and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB and with me as always is Aaron. Hi. And Jared. I'm in my closet. Jared is now recording from a closet. We have been on a, a little hiatus um, for, I think, about a month now since our last episode. And we, we did Hustlers. Aaron, that was you and I. We did Hustlers. And that was ramping up for the really the the masterpiece that is Showgirls uh, from 1995. But we're going we're gonna to tease you a little bit, just like... Uh, Elizabeth Berkeley's lap dance in the champagne room. We're going to tease you a little bit with that and push that one out because right now we're all on coronavirus lockdown. Yeah. I got locked up. They won't let me out. Aaron, you went on lockdown before we did down here in LA. How have you been holding up? You know, I'm chilling right now. I talk to me and if we're in this thing for another month, I don't know what I'll have to say about that. But as it stands right now, I might. You seem to be all right. Uh, I can see you. You're not wearing any protective gear, whereas I am wearing latex gloves, a face mask and a condom just in case. I'm going to do the whole show with my hands on my face. Just keep rubbing your eye. I am like, you know what? You're going to lock me up. I'm touching my face. How the fuck does that sound? It's, I think it sounds fantastic. I can't think control it, everything I do. It's a rebellion against their stupid rules. I'm bucking. You can't tell these hands what to do. Exactly. It's like uh, lick them and just rub them all over your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Now I haven't been washing. Oh, yeah. I haven't bathed in days. Oh. Why bother? I'm actively not washing my hands. As a uh, silent protest. There you go. Here, smell. <laughs> yeah. You can smell it all the way from San Francisco. It's nice, right? It's pretty good. I mean, yeah. You got a lot of oils kicked up on those hands since the last few days without washing. <laughs> it's good. Jared, how about you, man? I had a uh, Rice Krispie treat. Apparently, it's a Rice Krispie treat. <laughs> okay. All right. What? That's, uh, that's, that's our... how I saw this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, <laughs> in the intervening month, you've had a Rice Krispie treat that you thought was a Rice Krispie treat, and it turned out to be a Rice Krispie treat. Yeah. Now, do you yeah. truck with those chocolate-covered ones? Those fuck me up, man. I puked in my friend's cars having that and then the lemonade. Wait, are you? Are we talking like actual Rice Krispie treats, or are we talking about marijuana? Oh, we're talking about the marijuana. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Oh, that's I, oh, I see. think DB and I both thought real Rice Krispie treats, and I was going to say, this is something that you have to go homemade on. You're not getting yeah. a really good Rice Krispie treat unless you make that shit yourself. You can't buy those pre-made ones. That's so true. They're dog shit. <laughs> All right. Well, Jared, Jared is uh, flying on a, <laughs> on a pot Rice Krispie treat. Is that right, Jared? It sounds like it. Dude, I thought I ate like a normal one and then I took like a couple big chunks of it and because <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm going to watch Outbreak. I need to, I need to eat something. Oh, you just watched it right before this. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, that's a. Or are you watching it right now? That's <laughs> catching, catching up. I mean, we, we could always just commentate on the movie as it happens. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> 
all just got finished watching Outbreak from 1995, directed by Wolfgang Peterson. And the reason that we're doing Outbreak is because, of course, everybody is freaked out about coronavirus. And so we're going to do a pandemic double feature. Today we watched Outbreak. And for our next movie, we're going to do Contagion. So Outbreak is from 1995, starring Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, Kevin Spacey, Morgan Freeman, Cuba Gooding Jr., Donnie Sutherland, and the monkey from Friends that was Ross's pet. Marcel. Pains me that I know that. I'm not, I don't want to I don't want to give anybody the wrong impression like I'm this big Friends fan. It's more the the memory. You damn well shouldn't because it'll get you kicked right off this show. I mean, listen, of course I watched Friends. You did? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was like, I don't know, 11 or 12 when it came out. Oh, oh, so you're dating us. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Or dating me anyway. I, I won't watch it now. <laughs> yeah, you won't watch it now because it's not woke enough. Is that why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not woke and that's huge for me. Uh, no, because it sucks, I think. Like, I don't, it's, you know. It's crazy eh. that it was the same time as Seinfeld, and Seinfeld is so fucking good, and Friends, like, came on, like, before or after on the same network, and that show sucks. I can't. Seinfeld I, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So this movie, it came out in 1995. Guys, that is the same year as a couple of other good movies, uh, 12 Monkeys, which is also sort Whoa. of a pandemic movie. That one is so fucking good. I love 12 I don't Monkeys. Know, I don't know if I understand what happened in that one yet. Oh, you got to watch it. Yeah, you got to watch it a few oh, times. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah? It took place in our neck of the woods. I know. It's our neck oh, of yeah. the woods. Yeah. And that's with, my, that's with my man. Oh, Brad Pitt? Yeah. Oh, no. no, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Well, Brad Pitt, I mean, he's got to well, be Well, I mean, too. yeah, he you, could be my man, too. You got a good Eiffel Tower there. That's, there you go. Some might Eiffel argue Tower. that's one of the best Eiffel Towers you can be a part of. That's the pinnacle of Eiffel Towering. Yeah. They're, they're both givers. Worst part about that movie, though, is uh, Madeline Stowe, uh, who sort of sucks in it. Drags it down a little bit, but still really good. Maybe maybe we can make this a triple feature and throw that one on in the end, because goddamn, that's a good movie. But it's better to watch movies that kind of suck, which this movie certainly fucking does. This movie, however, also came out the same year, 1995, <laughs> as Showgirls. So just a little... Another little tease. So hold on, let me let me dictates. just gauge what we're working with here. Okay. Am I to understand that you're yeah, Showgirls is great. And what you're trying to say right now is that Outbreak sucks? Is that right? I will not disclose oh. any of my feelings about Showgirls until we get to it. All right. I'm just I think it's uh, that could be pretty telling. Showgirls might be a masterpiece, though. But I want to do say that uh, Dustin Hoffman and Maya Angelou worked on the script for this, uncredited. They worked on parts of it. <laughs> Maya Angelou. <laughs> but still like air, I'll rise. I don't think this movie sucks. Really? I mean, it's... You said it's 95, right? 95, yep. Smack yeah. dab in the middle. It's a 90s movie for you right there, babe. It's total 90s movie. And so when we're talking about that, I think it's great. Well, wait a minute. Great for the 90s, but we have 12 Monkeys. And we have Casino the same year uh, I saw. some other, And Heat is the same year, too. 
So I would say out of all of those, Heat is going to be, for me, the best movie out of the ones that we just talked about. I could be persuaded on on certain days to agree with that. Yeah, I'm not sure better than 12 Monkeys, but... Well, 12 Monkeys is at the bottom of the fucking list for me. <gasps> oh, man. That's a good time yeah. travel story. It would go Heat, Casino, Outbreak, oh. 12 Monkeys. Whoa! Outbreak goes Whoa. above 12 Monkeys? I think so. I mean, I could stand to watch 12 Monkeys again, but... Oh. This is what you get from a friend's watcher. You know, sometimes I just really enjoy a film that is not going to make me go on this fucking psychedelic journey with them. Oh, man. Well, this one... Sometimes it's a little much. I mean, well, I say that, but then I just thought about Natural Born Killers, and I'm like, I'll take that journey. See, I I would actually put that one... That one would be above Outbreak, but that one's pretty low. That one doesn't hold up. I watched that recently, and ugh. I think this movie sucks. Jared, what do you think about this movie? All right, so keep in mind, i never seen it. Uh-huh. I'm pretty I'm pretty baked. Oh, yeah. You know. Sure. <laughs> and, you know, dude, when I watched it, I was like, oh, shit, I can relate. And then I'm like, and then, and then, and then, and then the other parts are like, who fucking wrote this? <laughs> it's like, Just out of curiosity, who did you relate to? Which character? Oh, man. I related to Jimbo. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I related to the monkey. (laughs) Fucking Jimbo. It hurt my soul to see Renee Russo, who is a pretty good actress. She was in Get Shorty this same year. And Get Shorty is a good movie. Holds up. Renee Russo playing this doctor um, who sometimes wears protective gear, sometimes doesn't, but shaking this dying patient saying Jimbo, Jimbo, just hurt my soul. <laughs> just for her, on her behalf. <laughs> this is what she has to do. This is killer writing, man. <laughs> I was more upset that Patrick Dempsey had to be called Jimbo. <laughs> He um, I, I actually, Jared, as you say that uh, you identified with Jimbo because he looks like he's stoned out of his mind on the plane with that with that cookie. Like you don't necessarily think that he's dying, but he's just like, yeah, he ate too many animals. He, he's gotten too high to like remember how to swallow his food, so he could only take one bite of the cookie, and he was like, you know what, I better just wait. <laughs> In the opening scenes of this movie, now, Aaron, you were saying that this is 90s. This does have 90s written all over it. I did not enjoy action movies in the 90s. I was never an action movie guy, but like this stuff in the, um, what, 1967? (laughs) 1967. The people that are dying, they don't look like they're dying. They just look like they have bad acne. And he's sitting there t- telling Donald Sutherland Yeah, like, to get tell some his... proactive, you scumbag. Yeah, some Oxy. Oxy was big in the, ni- oh, well, the 60s. Whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, some Noxzema. This, it's a, I do love, I thought it was fucking awesome. that. So they take the helicopter out, and like, uh, have fun with that terrifying war and illness. We promise <laughs> we won't come back and drop a bomb to kill all of you. And this bomb, this, this is where... And I didn't even realize that this was supposed to be the idea, but apparently the bomb will vaporize everything and also kill the virus. That's not how viruses work, man. You can't bomb a fucking virus. 
That's like these people during this coronavirus epidemic going out and buying guns and bullets. Well, I don't think they're buying the guns and the bullets for the virus. I think they are. <laughs> you think you think they're they're doing like some Ghostbuster shit? I insist. I will I will just argue this point to the ground. Yes. They're out there. They got to get the exterminators. This is a good moment for them to step up and really earn their keep and climb up to the top of the food chain. This is a good thing that's happening in some respect. Where it could come to a point where in order to like be the respected person, you have to know how to do shit. Such as kill viruses with bullets. <laughs> well, if yeah. you know how to do that, yeah, you can just guarantee you're going to be the president. Well, <laughs> speaking of which. He's the smartest person in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, the president in here. Genius. We never, we never really saw the president in here, right? Yeah. We just saw one of his um, his chief of staff. It just Donald Sutherland shows him. We're jumping around, but fine, whatever. This is this is toward I don't know the last third of the movie. Yeah. He shows him a shitty flash animation, and that's all I need to see to decide to firebomb <laughs> California City and wipe out all of its residents. And <laughs> it's like two hundred sixty thousand Americans. This guy gets just as impassioned when he debates which is better, Blur or Oasis. <laughs> it's Oasis. Are you just saying shit to rile me up tonight? How would I how would I know what your answer was gonna be? I don't know because <laughs> Oasis better than Blur? Uh yeah. Whoa, Jared. Those are fighting words. I'm with Blur. Mainly because I can't think of one Blur song. Oh yes, you can. <gasps> song number three. Dude, song number three. Dude, the dude, the whole album's called Song Number One, Two, Three, or whatever songs there are. Oh, is it? I don't actually even know that. As a, I'm a consummate Blur fan, I have no idea what the names of the songs are. But, but uh, I no, would my. say the fact that I don't know who they are, I still think I got to go with Oasis. Blur are an English rock band formed in London in 1988. Yeah, you know, um, country Let's house. What is it? You know the song Country House, Boys and Girls, or Boys to be Girls, or something like that. Um, I don't, I'm the consummate fan. I don't know the names of their songs, but I do. But I listen to them all the time. They're great. And they then became, well, some of the members, Gorillas. Gorillas. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So versatile and musically talented to have all this versatility. I mean, yeah, come on. Oh, and Oasis is just one song over and over again. Two brothers cannot get along. Yeah, like Jared and his brother. Exactly. If they didn't have this <laughs> this weird family dynamic where they worked through it, they split up pretty early on. So it's kind of hard to say where they were. I, I love Oasis. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry if that offends your sensitivities, but... Triggered warning. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going for Liam and Noel on this one. <laughs> All right. This is one we're going to have to come back to. We might have to do a podcast dedicated solely to this. It's nice to know that we can oh, have a debate. We do our debate over each group. We each have a PowerPoint presentation. and <laughs> Yeah. Mine, mine sh <laughs> Again, yeah, mine shows just the wave of blur overtaking the United States in 48 hours. And then it's like, well, we got to bomb England, I guess. I mean, this, this yeah. animation took at least 15 minutes to put together. How, who's going to argue with that? Listen, once once the president heard that it was only a matter of time before this disease was crawling across the White House lawn, he said, yeah, fuck them, bomb them. 
I don't need that shit over here. Not in my backyard. Hey, the Gallagher brothers, I think, are West Ham United fans. Let's just end their misery right now. Oh, wow. That's a soccer reference, Aaron, that I don't get. Do you? I do, actually. Oh. I don't think anybody roots for West Ham, do they? Well, see, now West Ham should be coming together to do something to get the Oasis brothers back together. The Gallagher brothers. The Gallaghers. Ireland, they could step in and help, too. Oh, yeah. Ireland's great at settling different disputes between um, (laughs) different ideologies. (laughs) I mean, look no further. They'll know what to do. Yeah. (laughs) It's called firebomb. They're your neighbors. That's what it is. That's where you get the idea to get the guns and the bullets to fight the virus. (laughs) That's right. That's what that bomb was for, the vaporizing bomb. The vaporizing bomb. So fucking (laughs) stupid. Uh, This movie is filled with a lot of stupid shit. One of the stupid (laughs) things is that there are people with gaping wounds all over their face in (laughs) hospitals and not one single nurse bothers to wipe that shit up. Like, we're just going to leave them sitting there. They're bleeding. They're in the hallway. But when Rene Russo shows up, she's now like one of the heads of the CDC. And then you see the nurses rush in when an alarm goes up. But where the the real story is, where the fuck were these nurses before? I love how she walks in there too. And she's like, okay, bitches, I'm in charge now. Thanks. I'll take the clipboard. She's like the stereotypical 90s woman. I'm independent, but I'm taking the dogs. Does she? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just Just to twist the knife in a little bit further. Yeah, this whole Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo. Aaron, how do we feel about the likelihood that Dustin Hoffman could land Rene Russo? Is he an attractive guy? Is he? Where does does he fall? Uh, He falls under the... No okay. category. <laughs> but what about his personality? What if his personality was better? <laughs> I mean, listen, there are scenarios where a personality can really do something for somebody, but he ain't one of them. It's going to take a lot of alcohol. And he's, it's going to take something that Bill Cosby's walking around with. Oh, Spanish fly. Oh, yipes. Um, I mean, while we're, while we're on this subject, while I brought it up, I mean, Dustin Hoffman does have some some Me Too allegations. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, well, this movie that. is like an outbreak of unwanted sexual advances. We got Dustin Hoffman, Kevin Spacey, Kevin and Spacey. Cuba Gooding Jr., all Cuba, of which. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought that um, I wonder because not all the nurses were wearing the protective gear that that was something they incorporated because Renee Russo was tired of them grabbing at her tits. So she was like, I'm putting something on where you can't even see my shape and nobody can grab at me. I'm just tired of being ogled. That's right. Yeah. Most of the scenes she was still wearing it even inside their house. Six months after the uh, the virus has been cured, she's still walking around in her outfit. <laughs> Don't touch my tits, Dustin. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that Dustin probably comes up to her tits. The wedding picture, when they show the wedding picture where he's supposed to be taller than her. Oh, man. I didn't even see that. They tried to make him taller than her. Mm-hmm. 
Like, come on. She's like a giant to him. There is a scene where they show um, Dustin Hoffman in uh, a room. It's the hospital in the city that's been quarantined. And it has really high ceilings. And I'm like, that is, they should not have included that shot for Dustin Hoffman. Like, I don't know what they're, they're, they're doing. He's like fluctuating up and down throughout the movie. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Us short people <laughs> don't understand this. <laughs> Wait, how tall are you, Jared? Five, six. I wonder how tall Dustin Hoffman is. Because like five, six is not necessarily when we're talking about Hollywood. I, I think a lot of dudes are in that height range. I think it's good for camera, right? Yes. Yeah, but so then when you think about somebody like Dustin Hoffman, who appears like he's short, like Tom Cruise is short, too. Yeah. But I don't feel like when I'm watching a Tom Cruise movie, he looks like he's short to me. No. Dustin Hoffman does. So, like, I'm like, how the oh. fuck tall is he? Like, 4'11? Interesting. Like, a little fucking gremlin driving <laughs> at people's titties? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a gizmo. They just put hair and makeup <laughs> yeah. on. When you feed him after midnight, he goes, he starts, me too, and bitches. Well, dude, he, you have to when you're vagina height, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's right there staring you in the face, right? It's good for cunnilingus, though. <laughs> Was this um this wedding picture? Was this the one that he pulled out of the? Uh, this is a thing that they do in stupid movies too. When people are breaking up and they're packing boxes, they always invariably leave a box with pictures sitting opened on top of the other stacks, so that people can pull out the picture and look at it and reminisce about you know better times. Yeah, and like, what makes her think he wants that dog shit? You keep him, bitch. Yeah. Or just burn them. Does anybody want to look at the pictures where we're all happy Lottie Dotties and now we're separated? Yeah, I've definitely thrown away my share of uh, photo albums over the years. I mean, and those were a lot of pictures to be saving. Yeah. Split the deck in half and you take some of them. She basically put, not in a photo album, not in a photo envelope to protect the photographs from fingerprints and other things. She just throws them in the box, and I swear to God, it's like a stack of 100. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a lot. It's like, here, when you unpack, you got some crafting to do, too. And I also packed it with the shotgun and the shells, so as you're <laughs> yeah. crying, here, here's the here's solution to, to take away the pain. I'm keeping the fucking dogs. That, too. Oh, man. Yeah, like what? What do you save those for? So that uh, your your new partner can one day be going through a drawer and find those and be like, "What the fuck they are you keeping that. these for?" Yeah, oh, it's the best. Now I think it's worth saving a photo. Although now you don't even need to do that because everything's been it's it's all in the cloud. Everything is saved. But back in the day, like I would have saved if I had like strip pictures with an ex, because those are funny to look back at. Strip pictures. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. when you go to those photo booths and they print you out, like, the strip pictures, it's oh, like a set okay. of four. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, like, stripping. <laughs> Our you nudes got, together? You, you got to save those. <laughs> I mean, Multiple faces. I always save at least one. <laughs> so they're breaking up. This movie 
has a, a bunch of different storylines going on. It's a, a it's a divorce story, love story, um, getting back together story. It is a uh, an action movie. It's a worldwide pandemic movie, quasi zombie <laughs> movie. When she is leaving and she's taking the dogs to Atlanta or something, we gotta keep emphasizing Atlanta for some reason. Uh, well, let's also talk about what what kind of trip are you taking, bitch? Because you got like eight goddamn suitcases. Yeah, but isn't she moving there or no? I was so confused. There's a lot of shit in this movie that confused oh, me. Oh, I, I thought that <laughs> she... They don't sweat with the details. Yeah. I thought the boxes were to for him to get his shit out of that house. I think she's moving to Atlanta or something like that. No, she's she's going moving to... there in a taxi cab. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly... Yeah, it, uh, it, it is what it is. It's like... Where uh, were they? Were they in California? I don't know. It, they better not have been in California and she was going to Atlanta in a taxi. I'll lose my mind. No, no, no. I think she's going to the airport. She wasn't going all the way to Atlanta. Dude, that's, a, that's a plot of Fresh Prince. So oh. so she is <laughs> she is bring, she's checking eight fucking suitcases. Uh, Bitch, mass some shit. She's moving. Yeah, so she is moving, right? She's moving to Atlanta. I cannot believe we're going to spend half an hour debating <laughs> whether or not she's moving to Atlanta. But it is interesting because I couldn't figure it out. Well, it was just a lot. It was a lot of <laughs> luggage. Let's all agree it was a lot. And let's all agree that Blur is better than Oasis. Moving on. We're uh, not going to agree on that. I'm not even agreeing that she moved to Atlanta either. I'm just, we're agreeing that she packs a lot of shit. This bitch got a lot of baggage. (laughs) (laughs) Literally and figuratively. So let's talk a little bit about this virus. Okay, so my understanding, as we're talking about confusing things in this movie, originally I thought, okay, this virus emerged out of Africa in this uh, village in, I think it's Zaire. Okay, Reasonable. So a lot of viruses or and pathogens can emerge in equatorial regions because the uh, the average temperature is going to be closer to our body temperature, right? Ninety-eight point whatever. So that's why a lot of hot regions will experience or are, are going to be the uh, sources of a lot of uh, diseases and pathogens. Fine. And then again, okay, with the current one now it's more china because of their close contact with animals and they go from uh i guess mostly birds to pigs and then to us pigs are like the transition animal but here it's the fact that this was i guess not a natural born virus like ebola and this is really modeled off of ebola but it was created by the government as a biological weapon. Is that right? Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, that, that was the twist. That was that, that was the plot. Twist. Holy shit, that is so fucking stupid. They want their weapon. But you don't create a biological weapon to wipe out other people. Like this pathogen that will just wipe out everyone else. We have these things to create antivirals and vaccines. Like we have smallpox and anthrax that we can create solutions to them against. But we don't create a virus that will wipe out people because if they tell that to AIDS. Totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, here we He's go. Lab, oh, guys, I've tried to avoid Erin getting on her soapbox about how AIDS was created by the government, but uh, just she just found her, her, her way in. Chemtrails. Oh, it was probably dropped <laughs> by chemtrails. The earth is flat through chemtrails. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. 
who's the basketball player who believes that the earth is flat? He's on the, the Brooklyn Nets now. Oh, I know you're talking about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, yeah. Kyrie Irving believes the earth is flat? Yes. Yeah. He beat the Sixers that fuck. <laughs> no, not Kyrie. Oh, no, 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 no. Kyrie Irving is LeBron's boy. Okay, that makes more sense to me. When I look at him and I think of his, like, what his face looks like, I'm like, yeah, I could see that shit. <laughs> you could tell that. It's kind of like a version of phrenology here in Aaron's corner. I'll bet he was always good at sports. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, well, and you know what? When you are good at sports, you don't need to know facts. You just need to be good at sports. <laughs> or close your mouth. You can just leave it hanging there wide open. Especially these days, social distancing. Um, close your mouth to avoid passing on the the virus. See with your mouth, and I'm going to try to shoot the virus with my gun. <laughs> Speaking of which, this guy in the movie theater who starts coughing uncontrollably, cover your fucking mouth, you asshole. He's just walking, pushing through crowds of people, just coughing into their face. When he like coughs in the theater and the, you just see all the saliva flowing up and then people have their mouths open and it's like flying in. Uh-huh. It's fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Okay, so the virus was created by the government, just like HIV AIDS, according to Aaron. Allegedly. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we should say allegedly. We don't want to be sued by the government. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for tossing that in there. Um, no problem. All right. So we get some be good exposure, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, it could be, especially in these difficult times. We need all the help we can get. Um, especially after they kill me for cracking the case. Yeah, well, as we used to do for certain episodes, we'll just use our Aaron soundboard. I'll just get drops from all of our previous episodes, and you'll still be a part of the show. I'll just record myself saying a lot of um, words that you'll need to piece sentences together. You'll figure it out. Yeah, and then I think by uh, day two, I'm going to be like, fuck this. I don't have time for all this editing. <laughs> I'm just going to be Jared and I. <laughs> Maybe we can get one of our neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or one of Aaron's old neighbors so they can dish on what she was like. <laughs> okay. So this virus was created by the government. And it's mentioned in here that it has a 100% mortality rate. That is not how viruses work, no matter how bad they are. Even Ebola does not have a 100% mortality rate. Just putting that out there for everyone. Yeah, but e Ebola was a naturally made one. It was this naturally one, made, but this one's man-made. But yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but even, but even if you man made uh, a virus i am going to stand by this it still wouldn't be a hundred percent because the variations in biologies would not uh would not allow that because you would still be bound by the constraints of nature uh in some way even if you're uh, creating this virus now the one exception i do believe would be if it was something extraterrestrial an extraterrestrial virus maybe could but i don't even know if that would still work because it would still be bound by the same 
I don't know if even that would work. If it was DNA and RNA. Are you suggesting that this plot of this movie is unrealistic, just like when the guy was handling the blood in the test tubes? <laughs> no, he's suggesting that some of the characters are aliens. Aren't you listening? Oh, that could be it, too. Yeah. Renee Russo would be my number one pick. She's got some odd facial features. <laughs> Attractive, but, 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 uh, but odd. Yeah, no, I'm saying because this movie is... N- ranking it like between one and four on netflix over the past couple of weeks it's like number four right now because people are watching this and (laughs) there are people that do think that this is like uh, a portent of things to come uh they're doing research yes yes which is something so here's a question did uh did robbie and daniels end up staying together they get back together there at the end Who's Robbie and Daniels? Are you talking about uh, Hoffman and Russo? Yeah. Yeah, they're back together again, right? Or is that kind of left in the dogs? That to me is fucked up. It's the most unrealistic part of the movie, if you ask me. Because she had all his shit boxed up. Like, it was like, you're out of here, bud. And we looked at them and we knew why he had to leave. And then they have this little pandemic that comes through. And now all of a sudden she's going to get back with him. Like she's probably on a fuck ton of morphine right now. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Let's get back together. But like, I'm telling you, they they got like a month tops. And then she's like, oh, yeah, nah, get your fucking boxes and get out of my house. Going into this movie, and I mentioned this in one of our other shows, is I am not a fan of Dustin Hoffman. I don't find him to be... I feel like most of the time he's, he's not acting. It's just like a version of Dustin Hoffman. And I find it annoying. I actually kind of find him annoying in um, All the President's Men, uh, which is a, a great movie. I think he's great in Rain Man. And, but then when I came to this, I was surprised that I, I liked him in this movie. Yeah, no, he wasn't bad. Yeah. No, he was bad. And actually, all the president's men, he's got some Me Too allegations from that one. Oh, really? Well, I'll tell you what. (laughs) He has the look of someone who does get a little handsy and creepy. I mean, he just looks like he'd be that guy. Uh Uh-huh. So I feel like if he grabbed you and you put him in his fucking place... He's not going to get more aggressive than that. Okay. So do we know any specifics about his allegations? I read one where he was given this chick a ride home. Like they, these were like extras and stuff that he was. Um, oh well, they're not real people. Praying they don't upon, have feelings. well, <laughs> but he gave this one girl a ride home, and she says that he put his fingers inside of her ear. Um, what are we and, talking about? Ear, nose, um, like a wet willy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think either the ear, or the nose, or maybe <laughs> the asshole. I'm not the sure. The belly button. No, 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 no. He's not. He's not like that. He's a me tour, but he's not like a backdoor guy. He busts right through the front door. Oh, okay. Wait, how? Wait, oh. how does this hap- How does this go down? Where, especially if he's driving a stick shift, how is he able to reach over? Oh, and I, I doubt very highly that Dustin Hoffman is driving a stick oh, shift. Oh, I don't know. It's the seventies. I think more, uh, more likely than not, it would be a stick shift. I feel like he had a car that was a bench seat in the front. Sure. And someone else is driving, and he's riding in the middle. Oh, really? Because his legs are short enough that. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and he's finger blasting this girl. Uh, yeah, because it doesn't say that he's driving. It just says that he offers her a ride home. So, oh. it, you know, he probably had his own personal driver or whatever. Oh. So they're, they're driving. He puts his fingers up her twat. But then there's another story of, like, she has sex with him. So then, it, like, when they asked her if the putting the fingers in the coochie was consensual, she says, no, it wasn't. But when she was asked whether or not the fucking was consensual, she didn't know. Well, see, but just... I guarantee you he was. Meryl Streep said he seemed like an obnoxious creep or something when she first met him. This is before it was like Me Too was a thing. Dudes were allowed to grab whatever they wanted. Yeah. She said she was quoted in an article saying when she first met him, that was her take because he squeezed her ass or her tit or he did something and you know Meryl ain't gonna have that shit. Uh, yeah, I now I'm starting to turn the corner on him again because Meryl Streep has um, a lot of integrity um, because she's also not one of these she also is one of these people that says like, yeah, maybe Me Too is great, but it's also kind of going after, okay, you had a bad date and maybe maybe they're not maybe that's not a Me Too event, right? She has not come out since all the Me Too stuff and had said anything against Dustin. Yeah. Somebody found this in an old article back from like the 70s or 80s, whenever they did Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, okay. That when she met him, she did not like him. And by the way, you know, there were this whole thing. Well, that was kind of like just the, the times. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If you're a good guy, you're still just not going up and groping uh, women just uh, that, that are around you just because they're there. I think there were still good people that didn't do that. So that whole excuse kind of like doesn't wash with me. I don't I don't. I agree. It. And I also would like to do some sort of a system where we compare People who have been accused of Me Too things like that, like I'm grabbing your titty whether you want it or not and putting my fingers up you, and see how many of these predators ha are on the, under the use of cocaine and a heavy amount of booze. And I'm not excusing that behavior, but it's like they're walking around fucked up 24-7, so sure. their, their reality is not what everybody else's is. Oh, yeah. Kevin Spacey's. I, I believe he is a predator. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we could go through this. So let's go through the Me Too accusations on Kevin Spacey, Dustin Hoffman. We got Cuba Gooden Jr., as we said. Um, what about, and I don't think anyone has come out against Donald Sutherland, uh, who is awesome in this movie, too. He's fun to watch because he's so icy and it's fun to watch him as the, the big heavy in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I I don't think Kiefer has had any Me Too allegations either. It's good solid it's good solid tree there. Okay, good. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kiefer. Then we have this city, this poor city in um Cedar Creek. Yeah, it's by San Francisco. Yeah. They're on lockdown and then um which is very different from the lockdowns that we have. I know when they were starting to lock down like Italy and France and I was like, holy shit, are we going to be on lockdown? And like, I won't be able to 
um, like my mother-in-law was staying with us. Like I won't be able to drive her back to San Diego. Like is that uh, is that going to be the she's thing? She's got to go. <laughs> no, it really wasn't like that. But I know when you say that, you're like, holy shit, we're going to go now. We're not going to chance this. But no, no, no. It was she was very cool. But she had to get you know back to work and and everything you know starting this week. So it's like, well, if we're on lockdown, how does that work? I really didn't know because. We haven't been leaving the house much anyway lately. So I didn't know what was going down. But like, so this lockdown is for real uh, with the military. And I love it when these <laughs> these two cars. Oh, the conspiracy to... theorists. I call them the conspiracy theorists in real life. <laughs> oh, the, the ones who try to make the getaway? Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Probably the best part of this movie. <laughs> they just <Yeah>. light them up. <laughs> Every internet troll in real life. <laughs> they can't hold me back, man. Fuck your stupid helicopters and Humvees. Oh, uh, I love the reaction shot, too, where they just fire their little 22-gauge rifle at the helicopter, and they look at each other like, the fuck are they I doing? I know, yeah, they're like, what are these fucking idiots doing right now? That was great. There are some fun moments in this movie. I will say that was great. How about how about when they um they come get the the mother and her two oh fat God. kids and her fat husband are sitting at the table. <laughs> you can't touch mommy. Oh my God, that is a sad ass looking family. <laughs> she could not wait to get yeah. out of there. She didn't have a cough. She was just faking it. <laughs> like, please take me. She was like, I just can't live like this anymore. <laughs> the fucking dad, who's this like dopey looking slob. He's like, bye. Because <laughs> she didn't look all that bad. So yeah, she needs she needs to get out there <laughs> and try to start over. She's like, just infect me. That's fine. And that's her real family. (laughs) (laughs) And the kids are just like, yeah, whatever. See you, mom. Just to show people, this is what I use in my mind to emote sadness and despair. These fucking tools right over here. These ugly, fat little fucks. (laughs) They're all mine. Uh I got uh, an issue with, um, you know, then there are all these crowds outside of the hospital where all of these people are sick and dying with this mysterious illness that destroys you from the inside out. So I'm heading out with my newborn baby to stand in the crowd around that hospital and shout at Dustin Hoffman as he leaves. That kid is fucked for life. That mother is stupid. Yeah, I mean, let's take away the virus and the, all of that. Why are you bringing your fucking newborn around this big-ass crowd? Ah, I'm around, around a crowd. Yeah, I don't even have a harness for him. No strolling or nothing. I'm just going to push my way into the crowd. going to stick him on my hip. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so incensed by that. I'm like, at that point, I'm kind of like, you know, they really should wipe this town out. <laughs> well, I think that's what they were getting at, that it's like, you know... <laughs> These people are bringing down our average. Yes, yes. Our <laughs> test scores are pull, are being pulled down. Our test scores are physically how attractive we are as a country. Sure, look at that woman's family. They're not really bringing anything to the table. Let's just do away with it. Let's say there's a virus and let's just get rid of them. All these all these people with the quote-unquote sickness, they're just extras paid by the government so that we can have an excuse to get this town out the map. Donald <laughs> Sutherland may be the fucking hero. Mm-hmm. 
Now, here's something I found in uh, research in this movie. Not only did Maya Angelou help to uncredited work on this script. Maya Angelou, people. <laughs> Poet Laurie. I wonder if Dustin Hoffman grabbed her titty. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about with Maya Angelou is David Allen Greer's impression of her, which is the fucking best. <laughs> I would love to see a skit with he and Dustin Hoffman working on this script because apparently in the original version, uh, they did drop the bomb on that fucking city and vaporized it. But the fucking pussies in test screenings didn't like it. So then they went back and changed it so that they only killed a few Mexican fishermen and some surfers just off the coast. Oh, okay. See, I thought Maya might have been like, yeah, no, no, this is what they would do. And Dustin Hoffman was like, well, we don't really have that many black people in the cast. So <laughs> Morgan, Morgan Freeman counts for like 20. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Freeman is, he's so fucking good. He's good in, in everything. everything. I know. It's like yeah. I'm watching this stupid movie. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to always be negative, but I'm, I'm, I'm negative when it's negative and I'm positive when it's positive. Don't worry. We'll get to showgirls. Morgan, I'm watching this stupid movie and Morgan Freeman is yelling at Dustin Hoffman at this uh, party, you know, where Dustin Hoffman shows up and I'm like, God damn, Morgan Freeman is good. I could just watch him. He's like, you would listen to him if he was your teacher or something. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, I'm not going to fuck around in Mr. Freeman's class. There there are movies where he's the president, right? Like White House Down or Olympus Has Fallen or some shit. Isn't he the president? Yeah, one, one of those. those. Never saw. Yeah, well, I never That's saw. That's pretty him good. So, yeah, they did not kill all those people and um, save America from them continuing to procreate. So it's sort of a downer of an ending. That's a tragedy. You know, I thought this this movie, though, for being made in 1995, really figured out a way to touch everybody in 2020 because they got this whole vibe with the COVID. We're all quarantined. We're like, fuck yeah. And then there's like the, the part where they're flying to San Francisco and Cuba Gooding Jr. is uh, like, he's like, oh, fuck, fog. And Dustin Hoffman's like, yeah, you dickhead. You never flown in fog before? <laughs> like, little shout out to Kobe. Yeah, I thought the same thing watching this. Me too. <laughs> I was like, oh, I bet you feel like an asshole now, don't you, Dustin? Yeah, well, except um, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. knew better than to want to fly in fog where this other pilot, I'm sorry, what the fuck were you doing? Maybe you shouldn't be flying around in that thick of fog, especially when other helicopter pilots aren't flying through it. So a little pissed off about that. Uh, um, but we won't get into that. It's been a rough that. year, guys. <laughs> it has been a rough fucking start to this goddamn year. Absolutely. Well, you had a you had a baby, so you have that like that's a good thing. It's good. I had a baby. They started the quarantine, got laid off. It's all good, man. It's such good such good times. Uh yeah. <laughs> You're a papa. Yeah. Kimsey's looking at me like the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> uh, I don't do? know, but I'll tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to podcast. <laughs> I'm going to spend hours <laughs> editing it rather than looking for work because that's how I roll. And we're covered for at least a few more weeks, right? <laughs> Wait, is your place not going to reopen at all? Oh, no. I mean, uh, it will eventually, but without me, I did get laid off. <laughs> <laughs> 
why did you get laid off? Uh, I don't know. My department sucked. They were assholes. And then um, the other department that I was creating wasn't enough to hold me, keep me on. But maybe I'll be brought back for some freelance. But that's if it's before I find a new job. And I might find okay. a new job. So whatever. Good luck. It's all good. Thank you. Um, yeah. Guys, any other notes about quarantine here before we get to our ratings and grades? I didn't know doctors didn't know how to use needles. Uh, why do you say that? Because you, you, when uh, Kevin Spacey got sick, he couldn't put the thing on, and then and then she uh, got stabbed with the fucking needle. She's like, "Oh, I'm infected." Yeah, I will say it. It does happen. It happened to my wife um, a few months ago. She's a, a nurse. The the yeah, you, the needle pricks. They're yeah, they are bad. Um, however, <laughs> she went through like three, this was, my wife did it with just like, you know, the one little latex glove. She was wearing like three fucking layers. So I don't know what the fuck she was doing. Maybe she was just trying to get out of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> she almost did. There's gotta be a union rule. If I stick myself, they gotta pull me out of this movie for the rest of the shooting, right? I see what I'm up against with Dustin Hoffman here who keeps grabbing my ass. And she's got Cuba in the corner. Eyeballing stalking her. Stalking her. Oh, yeah. Stalking her ass. Yeah. The only one she's safe from is Kevin Spacey, who's actually yeah, going Yeah, but he's in. like, do you have any kids? Do you have any young boys? Yeah. <laughs> so in 95, he would be after me. That's what you're saying. Yeah, he was after Jimbo, for sure. Oh, definitely Jimbo. Oh, yeah. Jared, I wouldn't sell yourself short. I bet you he'd still go after you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on. You're still a young pup. Yeah. No, I, I do. I, I do the West Hollywood test. What's that? I'll, I'll go to West Hollywood. Somebody will follow me for three blocks. Ask what I'm doing. <laughs> I was going to say North Hollywood because I was going to reference your uh, when you lived in North Hollywood, you would get try to get solicited for uh, sexual liaisons. But no, it's West Hollywood, too. Well, it's closer. West Hollywood both. is closer to where you live now. It, this is by this is by dudes or by both, Jar. Oh, dudes. Oh, dudes. Yeah. Both. Come on. Women don't go looking for street walkers. Well, <laughs> China can. was trying to get a piece of that. Yeah, but that was like, <laughs> uh, you know, she could just go into any bar and pick up a dude. There's always dudes <laughs> just ready and willing. You guys don't need to go out and buy street walkers. That's a, that's a strictly dude thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Aaron's Aaron's taking that note. Damn, I wasted so much money <laughs> over the years. I didn't realize it could be that easy. Yeah. Nobody told me. <laughs> Any other notes from uh from you, Aaron? Renee Russo's got a great head of hair. Ooh, those are luscious locks. Actually God damn. Jared, if she ever loses her hair, you could shave off yours and sell it to her. That's true. Or you could like be her hair double or whatever in a movie. Ooh, yeah, the uh over the Ooh. shoulder shot. You could be the stand in. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Be careful when Dustin Hoffman moves in for the kiss, though, because he might not stop. Be careful with Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah, because, well. Oh, yeah. Got to watch out. No parks. You're, you're looking at Dustin Hoffman. Kevin Spacey's coming up from behind you. Also, the guy oh. that plays um, the one that Donald Sutherland was punking down like a little bitch who then got yeah. the gun to arrest him. Oh, yeah. I bet, you, I bet you he tried to get up in there, too, Jared. So watch out for that one, too. <laughs> oh, okay. Making some wild allegations now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I like saw a little, a little twinkle in his eye. <laughs> 
It was, it was definitely coming through <laughs> on screen. That was a bad twinkle. <laughs> oh, man. And he's wearing military fatigues. This, is, this one's going to be rough. I want to talk about that little harlot that's working uh, in the San Francisco Federal Building. I'm going to march right down there as soon as it's reopened. I'm going to find this bitch. Uh-huh. She says she knows somebody in the Coast Guard. And Dustin Hoffman asks, how well, how close are you with this guy? And she says, closer than his wife would like us to be. <laughs> Meanwhile, this woman looks like, uh, she looks like the wife that gets cheated on. Yeah, that's what was yeah. so bizarre about it to me. I'm like, like she might have been hot before, but she's like, just doesn't give a fuck anymore. And now her husband cheats. But here, I mean, God only knows what this Coast Guard's wife looks like. I kind of resented the movie for forcing me to think about her having sex. Yeah. <laughs> Did not appreciate that. I pictured her giving a blowjob. She's pretty good at it. Yikes. I can't believe I almost forgot to mention this too. So you're mentioning when they're trying to find the uh, ship logs. That's when they're going and talking to that woman who's having the affair. Then they get on the boat, right? Oh, the Korean boat? <laughs> yes. I love how he automatically knows English. <laughs> So he's tracking down the uh, doctor who apparently was, yeah, he asked for the doctor and then this is the guy who had the monkey. Now, what blew my mind, did you guys notice they he opens up the doctor's locker and on the inside is a picture of this beautiful woman, ostensibly his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. That's on the inside of the locker door. Then he goes over to his bed and he has hanging above his bed multiple pictures of him with this monkey. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with this guy and this monkey? Maybe that's where AIDS started. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love also, so they, they get on the ship and he's like, does anybody speak English? And everybody's shaking their head no. Like, well, yeah, the fuck you do then? Because <laughs> I guarantee you if somebody asked me in Mandarin, do you speak Mandarin? I'm just fucking looking at them. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Act it out. Let's play charades. I have no fucking clue what you just said to me. <laughs> That's right. Somebody's but then they... So now, now he's asking these questions, and he turns to them and says, "Where's his locker?" And they point. And they know. Like, oh, you know how to say locker in English? Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this movie doesn't hold tightly to its uh, premises at all. This helicopter had a lot of gas too. But in the '90s, it was like you know that, that's the way America was. It was like yeah, you know, it's. I mean, America is still this way, but. More people just didn't even realize. They were like, yeah, I mean, it's English. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Get gonna, you Do you understand English? No. Yes, you do. <laughs> now moving your, on. <laughs> go back to your own fucking country then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, the 90s were great. They were so good. I loved them. It was a simple time. Yeah. Back when you could tell people to go back to their country and it wasn't racist. No, it was just, I'm American and I'm yeah, proud. That's right. Also, uh, this movie was made, I believe, the same year that I had my first French kiss. Ooh. Whoop, whoop. I was 15, so. I was um, almost. <laughs> I was already on my first divorce. <laughs> I think I was 12. So that would have been 96. 
So I was right about to get Frenched, guys, when this movie came out. Oh, man. You could have gotten Frenched in the theater watching this movie. Mm-hmm. With your date doing the uh, the popcorn trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was really into that. I didn't mind it so much. It was just weird that his mom was with us, and it was her idea. Yeah, and she kept reaching in for more popcorn all the time. <laughs> she, she actually set the whole thing up. We didn't even know what was happening. And when and set between you two. So what what is the deal with the popcorn? Trip? She made she made me reach over her. <laughs> she did it. So guys, let's move into our ratings. We're introducing this for this double feature and moving forward, we'll give it a grade rating. A plus down to F. So Jared, let's kick it over to you first so we uh, what is your letter grade for this movie, and do you recommend it? All right, so I watched this on cannabis, so uh, I thought it was a comedy, so it was a B plus. But as a sober <laughs> person, it'd probably be a C minus. <laughs> okay, and would you recommend it? Sure, why not? Especially now, Aaron. What grade do you give this, and do you recommend it? I give this movie a oh, let's do a B minus. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do a B minus or a C plus. I guess I'm going to go B minus on it. I would recommend it. I don't think I would recommend it right now. Okay. But everybody's watching it anyway, so fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So those are two grades in the B range. Or, well, Jared, you said yours would be um, off cannabis would be a C plus. Was that right? Yeah. Or C-. minus. Yeah, I, you could round into a B if you want. Maybe 70.98%. Uh, that would still be a C. Oh, well, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> uh, all right. I I don't know. I'm probably going to be harsher. Uh, I'm definitely going to be harsher on this than you guys. Is it a C- minus or a D plus? I think it's more of a D plus for me. Something about it, I just didn't like even really have much fun. I mean, it was kind of fun to sit there and um, kind of laugh and, and make fun of it. But it wasn't like such a fun ride. It wasn't like so bad it's good, you know? It wasn't Sleepaway Camp or, gosh, I don't even know. What are, what's another like so bad it's no. good one that we did? Friday the 13th None was good. Point Break? Uh, yeah, Point Break <laughs> for know. sure. Yeah, Point Break is, is a, yeah another good example. So, yeah. North Shore. I would give. Oh yeah, North Shore. North Shore sure. is so bad that it's good. I actually like that, and I don't think Point Break's bad. Yeah, no, I and I would actually say the same thing about North Shore. I don't think North Shore was all that bad. I thought it was actually pretty, fairly solid. And I, I love- liked North Shore the best of all the dog shit that the two of you made me sit through. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, there's more dog shit to come. Uh, we got chasing Mavericks to do this summer. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. But I didn't find it terribly enjoyable. It was good to watch in this time and actually see how kind of ridiculous all this is. This is a ridiculous virus here. Um, Coronavirus, again, it's not coming to wipe us all off the face of the map. Um, It's dangerous for people who are older and people with underlying conditions but the majority of people don't need to be freaking out so much. I think we all need to calm down a little bit. I'm not sure if it's worth tanking the economy right now either. But that will be remain to be seen. Maybe two weeks from now, it'll be a different story. But it doesn't seem like it's 
hopefully. That message from the CDC, those are the guidelines. Everybody just follow those guidelines and we should be okay. But it's no reason to freak out. No reason to go stock up and on guns, bullets, and toilet paper. But how are you going to shoot the virus? I mean, I like same thing as like washing your hands. Like, guys, you should be wiping your ass already too. You shouldn't need a virus to tell you that. Yeah. And if there's one good thing to come out of this, let's stop shaking hands. I fucking hate it. I've always hated it. I agree. Fuck yeah. Fuck shaking hands. Here's another thing. If you've run out of toilet paper, put your ass in the tub and wash yourself, you fuck. I agree. I do that. That's why I only like to go at home so I can uh, clean up. Yeah. With soap and water. Tidy up the place. Tidy up. You know, you got to do some, <laughs> you got to do some spring cleaning every day down in there. Irish spring. The analogy I give to people is like, if let's say you're walking down the beach, the boardwalk, Santa Monica, and a seagull shits in your hair. Are you, and I say, no problem. Here's a couple napkins for you to wipe it out. Are you going to feel like satisfied, like you're clean? No, you're probably going to want to rinse it out with soap and water. And that's exactly the same thing as my asshole, which I guess is getting a little too graphic about the Now it's, let's I got a let's lot of hair. I don't, I'm not hairless like Jared. You got an asshole that has pubes like Jared's head? No, my, mine, mine, I don't have hair on my body. It's, it's as long. The hair is as long as Jared's hair. <laughs> I can braid it. Is it blonde? <laughs> Once I take it out in the sun, you know, when I'm sunbathing out back and I lay on my stomach, it gets those streaks. <laughs> Are you boys still surfing through this? I try to, but I can't anymore. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. They're shutting down the beaches. I haven't been mostly because of the newborn. So, yeah, um, I miss expect all because of the newborn, although I could still get out. But I'm also dealing with a shoulder injury. I'm trying to avoid surgery. So, uh, yeah, I haven't been out. But goddamn, do I miss it? Um, Hopefully it's going to warm up and I'm going to try to get out coming up soon. But um, guys, this feels like a good place. Uh, It's good to get back in the saddle, get the band back together. Um, Yeah. We are uh, moving onward to our next movie in our pandemic double feature, which will be Contagion, which is a much more recent movie. Well, much more recent. 1995 isn't that long ago. But it uh, stars Matt Damon. Um, It's supposed to be a lot more scientifically based, so that'll be kind of interesting to see. Um, not that any of us are epidemiologists or anything like that, but it's supposed to be a better movie. So that'll be fun. And then after that, we will circle back and finish our stripper double feature with Showgirls. Oh my God. I can't wait to talk about Showgirls. You're out of control. I have talked my wife's ear off about Showgirls uh, (laughs) since that time. Um, Tried to talk my brother and his girlfriend, and they look at me like I'm fucking crazy. But whatever. Um, We'll see. We'll see what you guys think. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, In the meantime, if you want to find out more, head on over to BandCast.com. Follow us on Twitter, at BandCast. And thank you all so much. We will see you for Contagion. Wash your hands, pussies. Wash your hands. 20 seconds.